This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode recapping capping, uh, the conversation I had with, with Chris Nealon. I mean, a lot of the fun things we spoke about in marketing and the cult collective. Before I dive into that conversation, I'll remind you this show is brought to you by Nightly Productions. If you're ready to discover, embrace, and share your voice through podcasting or YouTube channel, head over to nightly.productions to find out how we can empower you to do just that and create the tactical content that delivers. Again, that's nightly.productions. Productions. The conversation I had with Chris was a great one. We really had some fun talking about the Cult Collective, everything he does as a marketing guru, if you will, focused on creating cult-like brands and highlighting different aspects that the big name, impressive brands really go to make sure that they provide or are found in order to be able to provide a great experience for their organizations. I really enjoyed the conversation with him because it focused on what marketing concepts change the environment. It changes, you know, great marketing really focuses on changing the dynamic within the industry. And we brought up a ton of examples of that. You know, here in Atlanta, there are several. You know, Chick-fil-A is one of those that obviously has shifted the dichotomy of what marketing is who they market to, how they provide different services and aspects of their brand. But we have so many here in Atlanta, Home Depot, Coca-Cola, a lot that are focused on different aspects of things. Delta, you know, they just create a different level of value and brand within their organization and the content they put out there. And it's really fascinating because I talked about a client of mine that is a State Farm agent that is focused on building beyond just state farm and you know there's there's a nervousness attached to brands and breaking the mold right the mold's there for a reason it works uh, to an extent one thing that i kind of recognize is that there is a ceiling attached to certain aspects right state farm is state farm because they're state farm you know but if you're an individual within state farm you might be limited to an extent because all of a sudden state farm will only go so far so what do you do to stand out away from State Farm as a whole. What do you do if you're a Keller Williams real estate agent? How do you set yourself aside from other real estate agents in the industry? Because everybody knows a dang real estate agent. It might not be a Keller Williams agent, but everybody knows a dang real estate agent or five or 10, right? So one thing we chopped up with Chris was focusing on how do you create a, a cult-like following all from your brand and your branding there was something that he hit on that I found really interesting. And he's like, his guerrilla tactics. You got to use those guerrilla tactics, the up close personal marketing pieces. So like guerrilla marketing, if you will. And it breaks into different aspects of things. And I kind of did a little bit of research attached to guerrilla marketing because that terminology stood out in my mind. And it was kind of fascinating thinking about how your brand can stand outside of different aspects of what marketing is or should be, right? It really correlates. And this is where my military mind goes, right? It correlates with guerrilla warfare, 
That's the type of marketing that is really focused. The element of surprise, ambushes, sabotaging, raids, right? Attached to creative marketing. But how do we work on it translating into the work that we do every day? And I think there's certain aspects that apply and don't apply to small businesses. And, and I'm going to quantify a small business. Now, this isn't the actual definition of small business, but let's quantify a small business as 10 employees, full-time W-2 employees or less, You know, making that seven-figure, right around that seven-figure mark or less. Because a lot of this guerrilla tactic attached to things is budget-friendly. It's focused on making sure things are low-cost in nature as a whole, but taking the creative and intellectual aspect of marketing and the implementation pieces where it doesn't have to be expensive, right? And there are different aspects of guerrilla marketing that we can look at that I think stand out from other avenues of marketing. People think marketing these days, they think digital, you think Super Bowl commercial, old school PR, like newspapers, but you can really focus on something like events, experiential really want to focus on inspiring your brand to stand out more, right? A great example is a Bounty, the, the quicker picker-upper, right? We all know Bounty, the paper towel brand. Billboards are more or less a thing of the past. Billboards are still a thing, but you know we can argue the analytics attached to whether or not they work. One thing that... Bounty did is put a giant popsicle in New York City in the middle of the street that melted, right? It's a melting popsicle. And it, everybody walked by, wanted to take pictures with it, wanted to check it out, right? It became something that people were sharing left and right because it, it became almost a viral piece of marketing. And then they had a small little sign right behind it that makes small work of big spills and the Bounty paper towel logo, right? fascinating engagement attached to what marketing could and should be, right? They didn't go the digital route. They created an event. They created something that's very experiential and then let social media do its work for them, right? They didn't spend a bunch of money on promoting advertising. They just let people take pictures and tag Bounty in it because it was a fascinating piece of marketing. Another one that I love, which... (laughs) It cracked me up because it was something attached to one of my favorite superheroes, Deadpool. Not one of my favorite. He is definitely my favorite. And Ryan Reynolds, who's obviously my favorite man in the entire world. When they were promoting Deadpool, Deadpool created a Tinder profile, right? And he did like photos. There was one that I know I saw that stood out where he was essentially laid out and on a bearskin rug or whatever it was in front of the fireplace. But he, he created different aspects because it was released on Valentine's Day. So he started doing things to kind of promote in that quote unquote love world. Tinder, you know, isn't the best way you want to generate marketing for some organizations, but looking beyond that platform, it's a highly used platform. People are screenshotted it, shared it, showed it. Think about the bump it got in Twitter's awareness, the bump it got in Deadpool as a movie's awareness. It interrupted aspects that interrupted the standard of Tinder, right? The swipe and keep swiping aspect of of the dating world as we know it. But it created something that people wanted to share and people wanted and laughed about. You know, it turned into a social media venture where people heard about Tinder, 
They heard about Deadpool. You know, it just boomed all the way around pre-release for the movie. So fascinating aspect. When you look at guerrilla marketing, that's what we're talking about. How can you go above and beyond the standard of the industry that is in alignment with the brand overall? It's fascinating once you think about becoming that next level marketer and you start creating different aspects that are, you're not necessarily seeking virality, but you're seeking shareability, right? Seeking shareability. I think that's really fascinating that that we can look at is what, when you start thinking of things, shareability is something that you really want to create. And I, I love this aspect of things. I love talking about this with Chris because the shareability attached to marketing is where we need to go. We need to break break the fourth wall like Deadpool does, right? That's my biggest takeaway. Think about how can you go above and beyond in marketing, not just the next digital piece, not the paid piece, not the networking piece, but how can you go above and beyond and start chewing on that a little bit more? Um, definitely a fascinating conversation with Chris. Everything he's doing in the world of the cult collective and, and cult ideas, cult gathering, check all of that out. Of course, he's coming back this Friday for Tactical Friday. He's going to give us our tidbits, some of those action steps and action pieces that we all love for Tactical Friday. So be sure to circle back around to this Friday, hear a different piece of understanding the customer and delving into the customer EQ that you mentioned on Monday. And until Friday, I hope you all have a great week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.